All right, so what we're going to do is just quickly review. We, we dealt for the first week on uh, about destiny. We identified destiny as discovering God's purpose, essentially, for your existence. Finding out why God put you here. And it shouldn't be uh, too much of a mystery for anybody that's seeking the Lord. The Bible says, seek me and you shall find me. Amen. And so we talked about how we need to identify our purpose, number one. And then number two, we talked about how we need to understand, after we identify why God put us here, it's important to understand uh, the level of potential that we have. Because a lot of people think, okay, kind of like Moses, I hear what you're saying, God, but do you realize I've got X, you know, all this list of reasons why you should you got the wrong guy. Amen. And, and uh, of course, just like with God did with Moses, he... Uh, Eliminates all of our objections with his sovereignty and his wisdom and his knowledge. Amen. And, uh, and then he still says, I still want you to do it. Because God relies on his ability to work through us. It, it's amazing to me how that God chose to use the, the broken human vessel. But he did. He did. And, and the sooner you realize that the less hesitant you should be to understand the, the potential that lies within you as you surrender to God's will for your life. Amen. And, and then tonight I want to talk about planning your strategy. Did she reset that? Okay. Is this not work? I just said this not work about it. Uh, tonight we want to talk about once you understand your potential, and you identify your purpose. I want to talk about planning. Amen. Uh, I want to say if God is speaking to you about doing anything for him. I would advise you to start planning now. Amen. Now the Bible says that a man's heart deviseth his way. But the Lord direct, directeth or directs his steps. So you may have a general idea of the direction that God is sending you, but God gets involved in the details. God uh, sets it up so that he requires your undivided attention. He requires that you seek after him for your next step, amen? Because you may know where you're going, but you may not know how to get there, right? And so it's important when you start planning to not, not just make up uh, your list of ideas, but to seek God on the matter and ask God, Lord, strategically, what do you want me to do? How can I get started? Somebody, uh, and I may mess this up, somebody said once that uh, a dream without a plan is just a dream. Amen. Uh, if it doesn't have a strategic a way to be implemented in real life then all it is is an idea but you want to get your ideas on the paper and into action right and so i want to talk about what the bible says about planning tonight uh first i do want to say that you need to seek god's will and i want to emphasize that seek god's will romans chapter 12 and verse number two says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove 
What is that good and acceptable and perfect? Somebody finish the verse for me. Will. Will of God. God. Amen. So the Bible wants us to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How are we going to do that? Well, we're certainly not going to do it conforming to this world. Don't get your advice from the world. Don't get your advice from non-Christians. They do not have the depth of perception and discernment that is required for you to follow God. Amen. Uh, you may respect uh, some individuals in your community that are professional in terms of things like uh, medicine. You, you, obviously, uh, uh, a doctor don't have to be born again to know how to operate on your heart. Amen. But when it comes to matters of life and life decisions, you need to talk to somebody besides uh, a psychiatrist or a psychologist that has no understanding of God, God's existence or your purpose, his purpose in your life. Amen. Because they're going to steer you wrong. They're going to give you all of men's ideas and it's not, it's not going to prove effective to you. So you need to seek God's will and conform to him. Renew your mind through the word of God. Amen. And as you do that, you can prove, you can put to the test what God is willing or what God wills for you, right? Uh, what is a will? It is a written agreement. Amen. You can prove the will of God. That is, you can have proof that, uh, that you know exactly what God expects of you by reading his will. This word, the Bible, is God's will for your life. And so you're going to find God's will by seeking God's will in the Bible. It's not just good enough to pray. Now you need to pray, and I need to pray. But prayer is uh, you talking to God. The scripture is God talking to you. You need to have a two-way conversation with God. Now sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Uh, amen. And you don't have a Bible in front of you, but he'll speak to you because he'll bring things to your remembrance that you read in the Word and that kind of thing. And he'll speak specific words of knowledge to you or whatever that he wants you to know. Uh, I realize that, but ultimately everything is hinged upon this book. Think of this book like buffers. You know, have you, when y'all were kids, did you ever go bowling and they had the little, uh, what do they call them things? Bumpers. They had the bumpers up to keep you out of the ditch, right? You know what? If you'll stay in this book, it'll keep you out of the ditch. Amen. Uh, you won't be uh, tossed about with every wind of doctrine. You won't be just uh, grabbing every idea that floats through your mind, claiming that you've heard the voice of God on it. The Bible says, try the spirits. Another word for that word, try, is prove. Prove the spirits to see whether they're of God. Don't just assume that you had an idea and the idea was God's idea. Check it with the scripture. It may be the furthest thing from God's mind. Amen. <laughs> And so you need to seek God's will by being by, by the renewal of your mind through the Word of God. So you need to be willing to change because this word transformed means to be changed. It's the idea of a, met, the, a metamorphosis, like a like a what is a caterpillar that is converted into a butterfly. It's a complete and total transformation from one being to another. And, and you need to be willing to change as you seek God's will. Remember that because whenever God sets out to do something in your life, he is not only preparing a place for you to serve, but he's preparing you to serve in that place. 
And if you're not ready, he's not going to put you there. So you've got to be willing to undergo God's personal discipleship program in your life through the um, voice of the Holy Spirit as guided by the written word of God. Amen? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be willing to change. Uh, we, we also need to renew our mind. And we also need to prove our ministry. That is, make sure that everything is lined up to the Word of God. Amen. I don't want to overlabor that point, uh, but I do want to make it solid. I want you to understand that everything that we do should be based upon the Word of God. And if the Word of God puts a check on something, then you need to let it go. Drop it, repent, move on to something else. Amen. You know, you'll never... Uh, you know, I, it blows my mind the things you hear in ministry. I, I heard about a lady that one time that uh, went to the preacher. Actually, uh, just recently, uh, I think it was a local pastor here, went to him and said, God told me to divorce my husband and go marry this man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can tell how much Bible they had been reading. Amen. Uh, zero. Because you, it doesn't take long to read the Word of God and find out that is not something that God would endorse. Amen. In fact, it's something that God very much frowns upon, right? And so seek God's will by seeking His Word. Secondly, once God begins to speak to you, I want to say this. Start writing down what it is that God says to you. I would encourage you to keep a journal. Now, I'm, I'm not... Uh, this is one area that I, I am weak in. I do have a journal, but I don't write in it as often as I need to. But when God speaks to you through his word, it's, it's a good habit to have a place that you can go to and, and write that down. Because if you're like me, uh, in the in, on the mountaintop, it's really sweet. It's really awesome when God speaks loud and clear to you. You hear his voice uh, in your heart just as clear as the day. Amen. But then when you get down in the trenches of life and the, everything is disoriented, uh, it's easy for you to forget how clear the voice of God was. Amen. And sometimes you will question in the dark what you heard God say in the light. So it's important to document and write the vision down. Amen. Write the plan that God has down. If he gives you specific action steps to take or direction uh, to pursue. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verses 1 through 3 uh, is a good scripture uh, to look at when it comes to writing things down. He said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision Make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, a lot of times while we are impatiently waiting on God to do something we feel like that he assured us that he would do, uh, we call it delay. But when God sets at a certain time in his providential future in your life and he doesn't perform it until the day that he has chosen God is not one day late on his calendar right. so quit saying the Lord has tarried God is never late he has strategically and intentionally timed it out perfectly God's timing is impeccable you cannot be a better, you cannot be a better timekeeper than God Himself. Amen. Amen. Uh, I appreciate my brother Art back here. He is one of those men that likes to be early. Amen. 
Uh, I'm not that guy. I'll just be honest with you. I've always struggled with that. Maybe having five kids has a little something to do with it. I don't know. It taught me some bad habits. Love you guys. This is just maybe maybe I had a problem before I ever showed up. Let's, let's that way. I'll take the blame for it. And in either case, I've not always been the best at keeping time. But I'm glad I know one that keeps time perfectly. And when God has decided to do something in your life, he will perform exactly what he promises. Uh, one of the scriptures that I lean on heavily is he that begun a good work in you shall perform it. Shall perform what? The work that he began. Our philosophy is, well, God, we messed this plan up. God's about to start a new plan now. No. <laughs> It said the, the, the plan that he began, he's going to finish. You see, you can't even mess up what God decided to do. And that ought to minister to somebody. That God sees the end from the beginning. And he didn't pick you because you was going to be a perfect saint. And, oh, I, I can count on Brother Gary to never mess up. That Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> nothing could be further from the truth. But he looks at us and he has pity on us. And he has compassion on us. He said, I, they're such a mess. If I don't step in their mess and help them, there, there's no hope for them. <laughs> Amen. And, and we ought to be humbled by that. But to know that God is the keeper of time and, and what we call chance is really providential opportunities. God lines all that up. Amen. So praise the Lord for that. So write it down. And I want to say this, you will need a reference point by which to gauge your progress, right? And so from time to time, it does you good to go back and reread what God said to you at other times in your life to help you remember that there is a divine order at play in your life. Amen. Because we get so lost in the details of life, we can't see the forest for the trees. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Here's some advice for you. Set godly goals. Paul, I preached about this morning. I pressed toward the mark. Set you some godly goals. And then go by those goals. Don't just write the plan, but live by it. Amen. Uh, believe it or not, back in the day, I used to attempt to sell rainbow vacuum cleaners. Notice I said attempt. <laughs> Brother Chris, I'm just not the salesman you are. We bought. Okay, I, I didn't sell it to you, and I would not have sold it to you. Amen. I just couldn't sell them. I tried, but uh, I mean, I stuck with it for months. I was a persistent little thing, but my, my uh, spirit filled youth pastor owned the company, and he finally looked at me when they said, Brother Gary, I think you were just called to preach. <laughs> Amen. But he used to say something in his business meetings I'll never forget. He said, uh, Plan your work then work the plan, yep. right? So you got to write it down, but don't just write it down for the sake of writing it down. Pay attention to it. Use it as a goal, as a guidepost. Gauge your progress. Uh, it's necessary to know what adjustments that you need to make. But you're going to have to make some adjustments. You're not always going to get it right. You're not always going to hear God as clearly as you would like to have. And sometimes, you know, you remember when Paul talked about... Uh, Seeing through a glass darkly, then face to face. Sometimes God gives you fractions of the story on purpose. And we have creative imaginations. And we try to 
figure out the whole story with just the one little puzzle piece. And it ends up turning out to look something completely different than what we originally had in mind. Well, God, I thought you meant this, but now it makes sense. Anybody ever had that happen to you? Amen. And so uh, as you write things down, you will find that as you get older, as you have experience in your walk with God, things will start becoming clearer uh, than they were at the first because you'll start seeing how God is putting all the pieces together. But see, God does that for strategy. First, it keeps us humble and seeking, which is a, which is a requirement. Amen. But it also keeps the enemy guessing. Right? <laughs> uh, one of the strategies of military is to, uh, to keep your communication at a minimum and only communicate to the people that are that it's important to communicate to right you don't want your enemy uh eavesdropping on uh important uh battle strategy and and god knows that most of us if he told us the whole plan right from the start we would blab our mouths so much that anyone would enemy would pick up on all the details and he would try to sabotage everything and so god does us a favor by not giving us too much information all at one time right and so you got to write it down and you'll find that over time you'll look back and you'll even see your spiritual progress. You'll read things you wrote 10 years ago and you'll say, oh man, how foolish was I? <laughs> I had no clue. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But it's good, you know, to have a system by which you can gauge your progress and make adjustments along the journey because God will bring clarity to what he said to you the last time to help you better understand what he's doing in your life. Amen. And and so, uh, let's see, let's review. Seek God's will, number one. Number two, write your vision. Number three, uh, brace yourself for the journey. Brace yourself for the journey. I want to say get ready. Because as you get deliberately intentional about planning to be used of God, God will begin to use you. Amen. Get ready because God wants to use you. Uh, again, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Are you presenting your body to God as an instrument that he can use for his service? Are you saying, here I am, Lord, here's your servant, speak to me? Or are you dodging and hiding and hoping that God don't call you by name? Lord, use somebody else, but don't use me. Um, again, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. You'll hear me say that over and over again. Amen. We got to get that deep down in our hearts so that we don't sabotage what God's trying to do through us. Amen. Uh, and there's no task too small in the kingdom. There's no task too small. Some people, if they can't be up on the stage and under the uh, in the limelight, they're not interested in serving. Uh, that's not how it works in the kingdom. Jesus himself became a servant. He what? On his last day here on earth in his earthly ministry, he washed the feet of his betrayer. 
Are we any better than our Lord to think that we're too good for certain positions? Amen. So make yourself available and be willing to make sacrifices. The first sacrifice is the sacrifice of pride. You've got to crucify pride. Amen. You've got to nail pride to the cross and pray it bleeds out and dies a cruel death. Or it'll be, it'll show right back up on your doorstep and try to take over. Don't let your pride get in the way of what God wants you to do. No matter how menial the task, if God asks you to do it, there's a reason that he needs you to do it. And you know, the Bible says uh, that if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you a ruler over many. God, God's going to test you because what you do with a few is a, a, a is a, it's, it's a test of what you will do with the many. If you can't be faithful with a little bit, God's certainly not going to trust you with a whole lot. It's a kingdom principle. And so you, you say, where do I start? Start wherever. Wherever the need is, no matter how small, no matter how unseen or unnoticed it is. Can you serve God for years without anybody ever taking notice or even knowing what you're doing? Most of us can't. We've got to advertise. We've got to tell somebody what we did for Jesus. And then we lose our reward, don't we? Yes. So just serve God quietly and peaceably. Mind your own business. And you watch and see what God will do with you. Amen. And so brace yourself for the journey. Live sacrificially. You need to have realistic expectations. Okay. Uh, let me give you some expectations real quickly and I'll bring this to a close. Number one, expect divine course alterations. <laughs> Amen. Uh, as you write your plans, write them in pixel because often God will tell you to erase them and start writing again. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Proverbs 16.9, I've quoted it, but I'm going to read it. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. <laughs> True, truly, truly, uh, God will alter your course from time to time. And, and I think that God intentionally allows you. It, it, God does not deceive. Don't, don't, take, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. God is not deceptive. Uh, but sometimes God uh, allows us in our human condition perhaps to uh, misunderstand things. Uh, if for no other reason than to when he shows up to correct the record to remind us that he's in charge, Amen. And so it, it's it's I think it's a uh, it's a mechanism by which we stay humble, right? Uh, so expect divine course alterations. Number two, expect to make mistakes. Expect to make mistakes. Uh, sounds sounds fun so far, don't it? <laughs> I said brace yourself. It's going to get rough from time to time. You're not going to be perfect. Amen. That shouldn't, that shouldn't matter. Don't panic. Don't, uh, can I say this? Don't freak out. Don't quit. It's going to happen. Luke 22, Jesus prophesied of Peter's failure before it ever happened. But then he said, after all that's over with and you're back where you're supposed to be with me, I want you to go strengthen the brethren. It's interesting. You could study the sifting of Peter. Jesus said, hey, uh, Peter, and I paraphrase him, 
You know, Satan has come to me and, and asked permission to sift you like weeds. And uh, if I were Peter, I would be hoping that Jesus' next word were, and I told him no. But Jesus didn't tell the devil no. <laughs> uh, essentially, Jesus said, I, I told him I would let him do it, but don't worry, Peter, I prayed for you. <laughs> You know, I mean, what? Really, you know? Because here, here's what Jesus knew that uh, Peter, Peter needed to be exposed to his own vulnerabilities so that he would learn not to rely on, on himself. Mm -hmm. And so he might as well uh, use the devil in the process and then make a fool of the devil. The devil's trying to ruin Peter, but all he's doing is purifying him. Separating the chaff from the wheat. That's what sifting was in that. Yeah. Amen. And the devil was trying to sift, uh, sift him so that he could keep the chaff and discard the wheat. But before the devil threw away the wheat and kept the chaff, God interrupted him and said, I'll take both. And then God got rid of the chaff and displayed the wheat. You remember what Job uh, said, when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. By the time it's all said and done, it's a process, but you will look more and more like Jesus as the days go by, and less and less like your old self, right? So expect to make mistakes. God doesn't change his mind because of what he knows about you. He sees who he's making you to become, not who you are today. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Number three, expect obstacles. Expect it. It's not going to come easy. Uh, God's will often will lead you right into the midst of adversity. Trials, troubles. Hardship. You'll set out thinking, well, God told, gave me an assignment and it's all uphill. I mean, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> Not realizing that you just signed up for the greatest battle of your life. Amen? So expect obstacles. Be realistic about this. Because if you're not realistic, you'll be quickly disappointed. Just brace yourself for it. Amen. Uh, there are principalities and powers at work which seek to hinder us. Even the Spirit of God sent Christ into the wilderness to be tempted. The Bible said, think it not strange when it talked about that fiery trial that was sent to try us as though some strange thing happened to us. We ought not to be shocked. When we find the place that God has called us to serve and then everything starts falling apart. You know what that is? That's adversity. That's what happens in war. The enemy tries to sabotage what God is doing. So don't be shocked by it. Expect that. Amen? But the last thing I want to say I don't want to leave it on a downer. Expect to win. Well, Amen. <laughs> Expect to win. First Peter 5, 10. But, God, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, 
after that ye have suffered a while, may be perfect, which I believe isn't uh, interpreted uh, mature, establish, strengthen, settle you. Those are foundational works that he wants to do through and after the sitting. Um, my son Elijah preached a powerful message this morning at the church that we was pastoring before we moved here, uh, Oak Grove Baptist Church. And I'm going to post it on our website later, uh, or on my ministry website. And I encourage you to go look it up. I'll, I'll send it in Facebook Messenger. I'll text you or something where you can access it. But Elijah was talking about the sifting as well. And he brought something out about Abraham I thought was very powerful, very interesting. That God spoke to Abraham, I believe it was some 25 years before Sarah had Isaac. Uh, but during the process between the time that God initially spoke and came through, there was, uh, help me remember, Amy, but what were the points that he made? Because I think this is worth sharing. He said that there was the sifting. Silence. Silence, thank you. That was the word I looked for. He, was, he said once God spoke, there was a season of silence. So I told you to write it down because God, uh, God doesn't stutter. And often God doesn't necessarily repeat himself. He may, but he may not. He may count on you. You say, what do you do when God's not speaking right now? You live off the last time he spoke to you. Amen. And keep reading the word because truly whether you intellectually, uh, no, no, no. Whether you uh, emotionally connect with the spirit of God or not, he is constantly speaking to you through the word. Amen. That's right. So, so don't think that you know. Uh, some people look for this uh, emotional high and experience to equate that with God speaking. Often, God speaks in whispers, in ways that if if the, uh, a less discerned person would might would even misidentify as just a random thought. But God speaks in so many ways, right? But sometimes he will allow you to go through a season of silence. He'll speak something and then there'll be silence and then there'll be sifting. You know, Abraham and Sarah went through a season there where they weren't necessarily making good choices. You remember he was lying to the leaders and saying, that's not my wife, that's my sister. Uh, then you remember that time where uh, Sarah was like, hey, but I'm getting too old for this. It's not going to happen. Here's Hagar. Amen. Uh, wasn't that her name? Yep. Yeah, and, and we know what happened there. And then God came back at the time appointed. And, and as Elijah put it, he doubled down on the promise. He told Abraham and Sarah separately, individually, the same thing. Sarah is going to have a child. Right? So there was the speaking, then there was the silence, then there was the sifting, and then there was the steady hand of God. God always finishes what he starts. Amen? No matter what happens between here and there, or back then and now. And I don't know who this might speak to but uh, tonight, but maybe, it should, uh, maybe, maybe you should find comfort in knowing that that uh, God has not dropped it even though you may have. 
His, his calling, his gifts are without repentance, the Bible says. That means God doesn't change his mind. Why would he? For God to have changed his mind might have implied that he made a mistake. But God cannot make mistakes. Amen. So I want you to think about that tonight. That God may be calling you back to the last time he spoke and said, hey, I told you I was going to do it, now let's do it. And he may want to finish what he started in your life, and then he does. Expect to win, amen? And so uh, when destiny calls, you got to plan your strategy. Let me review. Seek God, write the vision, and then brace yourself for the journey. Amen.